When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Would you want your parents to live within walking distance? No. Of me? Yeah. No. <laughs> it depends on how old my kid is. <laughs> also, want to play Pokemon Sleep? We have a lot of news that didn't make the news to get to here. It is Thursday, May 30th of 2019. We are Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right. uh, Living somewhat close to family can be a good thing, especially if you need a free babysitter. (laughs) But uh, too close can absolutely be a problem especially if it is your parents. They asked 2,000 Americans if they would want to live within walking distance of their parents, and 57% said, no way in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding. Guys, I'm going to be living in spitting distance from my parents. I know. I would vote, yeah, I'd, I'd be cool with that. And I'm totally cool with it. That and is I, good. You're you, listen. You guys are very lucky with parents that you not only have good relationships with, but you get along. You have very similar personalities. You have similar outlooks. There's a shorthand to your language. You're very much in sync. Yeah, that is one hundred percent true. And if you have that dynamic with your parents, that is awesome. Good for you. Is that good for you? I like. I want to say this on. And off the record, because I absolutely adore my parents. My mom stays with us now in our home two days a week. Yeah. But there's just something about the dynamic when she's there versus when she's not there. Like, it's just, it's it's hard for me to, like, parent my kids sometimes. With because, her there? Yes. Because it's like, Nana, oh, we'll do this. I'm like, back off, Anita. We got it. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard sometimes because, like, your parents are supposed to be able to tell you what to do. But when I'm trying to, like, parent my kid, it's kind of a, it's a challenging thing. You have different ways of doing it. Yes. Yeah. Well, you got a different kid. I mean, your kid is different than you were. And yes, you got a parent. Well, and she's kind the of a that works pushover, best for you. let's be honest. Like, I, well, that's what grandmothers are exactly. supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah. But that doesn't do you any favors it, when you're trying to parent your kid. Correct. Yeah. When I'm trying to teach the correct, encouraging behaviors, it's like, no, we're not letting her get away with that. At your house, absolutely. Any day of the week, not in front of me. She's not going to walk around with a marker. Yeah. <laughs> Little stuff, you know? <laughs> well, you know, my mom came from a big Italian family where... 
you know, generations of the same family lived either, if not in the same big house, mm-hmm. as is often the case in these northeastern immigrant-heavy cities. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't live in the same house, you at least lived in the same neighborhood or the same street within walking distance. Just she was very much used to that, and I think sort of had the expectation that this is how it would be for the next generation, which our generation was a lot more independent. You wanted to. F- fly the nest and go off into the sunset and explore and kind of do our own thing. And I think that was hard for her because she was a stay-at-home mom who invested everything. And she will tell you that much of her identity was as a mother. Mm -hmm. And so it's very hard for her, you know, being kind of on her own and figuring out who she wanted to be when the kids had grown and left. Well, it's it's going to be really interesting because I have not lived in the same town or in the same home with my parents since I was 19, the summer after my freshman oh, wow. year it's been of a while. college. So I have been a minimum of six hours away from my parents for a lot of years. And so to have them there every single day that close, most of me is really, really excited about it because I want to be able to kind of keep an eye on things. and I want to spend time with them because I haven't right. as an adult. You know, my whole adult life, I've yeah. lived away. And then there is a part of me that's like, okay, so where will the little issues pop up? Because it's inevitable. There's going to be something that happens that's either going to trigger them or going to trigger me. And what what is what are those going to be? Right. right. You know, are are they gonna? Are they just going to barge into the house all day at all hours without knocking? And, but that might be okay uh, with you. And well, in most situations, it probably will. But there might be times where you know there's things going on at my house that maybe mom doesn't need to be walking yeah. in on yeah. right this minute. So I don't. You know, are there going to have to be boundaries? Certain, yeah, boundaries. And are they going to have to be? Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Defined Don't and Don't come in spoken. after 8 p.m. any day of the week. <laughs> I'm having my time. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, my relatives, and on, especially on my mother's side of the family, they don't really know boundaries. And there's this because sort of expectation yeah. that you, you're not allowed to have boundaries when you're family. Yeah. And you it can easily get sucked into the vortex of everyone else's drama mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. which you got to be really careful of and i think everybody <laughs> can understand that so it's it's not ideal for everybody i have a feeling one of the bad my parents have a Kubota and uh and a golf cart and i was telling them park the Kubota in your garage and we'll keep the golf cart in my garage so i can see maybe an issue being that Jacob and I are using the golf cart all the time and they don't ever get to use their golf cart. Oh, that could be an issue. I could see that would be a problem. <laughs> now, the <laughs> most popular answer on the board when it came to, you know, how how near or far you want to live from your parents, 
the ideal distance, most popular <laughs> answer, 15 to 45-minute drive. Now, I will say I live 50, five, zero minutes away from my parents, and it's too far. So yeah. 15 to 45 would be better. I think that 20 20 would be ideal for you. Is the best. Yeah, Yeah, because it's close enough to see them whenever you want, but far enough away that they can't pop in all the time. Or they won't want to make the 20-minute drive. Like now, the 50-minute drive, they are completely announced, and it's like a day. Like we're having an event. You're coming over for dinner. Versus like when I lived in Kentucky and was only like 15, 20-ish minutes away from them, I would be like... Hi, I'm here. I'm stopping to see you. Blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, it's nice to pop in. Yeah. Because now 50 minutes, like you have to plan the day. Right. You're taking two hours out of your day to drive. Yeah. Either way, you know, both them and us. Mm-hmm. My father's side of the family was just the opposite. I didn't, I didn't know my father well, but my father was kind of a loner. He was a super nice guy. He was well liked, but mm-hmm. he absolutely was a loner. He liked being by himself you know he he walked away from his life and he got the most remote single wide trailer he could find the absolute bare minimum and planted himself on the side of a new hampshire mountain overlooking a lake and just disappeared that sounds kind of lovely and you know what (laughs) he was happy i mean we you know you could find him i mean he was accessible but he didn't make it easy Mm -hmm. and I identify with that. Some yeah, for people sure. need their space. Absolutely. And he needed his. He it's, had a, he had an inner circle. You know, he had some connections there. Would but he go out with everyone, people or have people over ever? No, that was the thing is if you want to come over, that's fine for a little while. For a little while. <laughs> <laughs> no overnight stays. No, no. I love that. No, you couldn't. There was no place to, yeah. <laughs> in his place. You can come over, but you got to leave by eight. <laughs> I mean, listen, people liked hanging out with him because he was very laid back and chill. But at the same time, he did he just... have a voice like yours? When I think about I've never I clearly never met your dad because I didn't know you then. But when I think about your dad, I would think that you would have a similar voice because I've heard your mom talk before. Right. Um, my dad had the best voice I've ever heard in my life. It was deep. It was resonant. It was smooth. And it just it just and he had the best laugh ever. I loved it because it was genuine. He didn't laugh at everything. He just, it had to really rock him to get him to laugh. And when he did, you could tell it was genuine. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like you, Jeffy. Thirty-eight percent of folks said that living within five minutes of their parents or in-laws would stress them out. Uh, about a third of people wouldn't want any of their family members to live close enough to drop by unannounced. Uh, the top family members we would want to live close to are our siblings, which I guess makes sense because you're, you know, you're of the same generation. Maybe you relate better, or if you're old enough, maybe your adult children. Parents were third, followed by our in-laws and a spouse's sibling, and finally, more than half of the people they asked said they would freak out if they had to take a road trip with their parents <laughs> and the radio was broken. Oh, I would love it. That's one of my favorite times I really get to, like, I I miss this part because my dad and I used to drive to Hazard, Kentucky every Thanksgiving morning together and Mm -hmm. just, like, talk. And I actually learned about his, like, grow, like, how his upbringing was and his family 
and all of that. And we don't do that anymore because now I have a kid and we have Thanksgiving at their house. But it was one of my favorite times is to be kind of trapped in the car with your parent with no radio and just talk to them and learn about how they were brought up and, you know, were they poor? Did they have money? What was exciting? You know, what was their Friday night ritual? Mm. Yeah, we get in the car and listen to Willie's Roadhouse. (laughs) (laughs) My parents' minivan. (laughs) I think it'll be exciting when your parents move here, Jen, and you like start dating or you start having parties or people over your house. That's what's going to be funny because you know the kind of stuff. Like, what y'all doing? (laughs) You know what kind of stuff's going to be going on in my backyard, right? And we'll see how much yeah, Bonnie and Larry And you're going to have to hide all of your tattoos all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, yeah, that cat's out of the bag. You think it'll be a two-way street, though? I mean, they've been, they've been solo for oh, how yeah. many years as well? Oh, yeah. So, do you th- and the apple doesn't always fall that far from the tree. Do you think that <laughs> there's stuff that they got going on that they don't Not tell you about? Not the same kind of stuff I got going on, but they, you know... My parents and my sister used to live within walking distance of each other. And my special needs nephew, Zach, was just like, I'm going to Nana's. (laughs) And that was it. Like, see you later. Bye. And my mom would be like, he's just he just walks in the door. So like maybe Jacob will be like, I'm going to Grandma's. Oh, he will. And maybe her and Lair are having a few moments. Oh, for the love. And then walks Jacob. (laughs) Wouldn't that just be something? Yeah, it's funny because my mom is really super excited about it. My dad is kind of, I think he's the one that's sitting back and imagining all of these different scenarios of how it might not be all that great. (laughs) So we'll see. All right. There is really no moment when we're willing to give our phones a rest, it seems. About a quarter of adults wake up at least once during the night to check their phone, and 62% of us. Also, keep our phone within reach of our bed, but I just think that 26% figure is significant because it's, it sounds like an intentional, like, oh my goodness, I have to check my phone, like waking yourself Wake up, up to be startled. Yeah, check your phone. Uh, this is wild. 12% of us literally cuddle with our phone and keep it in bed with us. And uh, the other quarter of us check our phone within five minutes of waking up. Hmm. I will say, this is interesting, 40% of kids have said that they wish their parents would spend less time focused on their phone. It's true. I mean, I catch myself all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I got to put it down. All right. Let's go. Let's hang out. Let's talk. Let's do stuff. When he's laying on the floor bleeding after cutting himself and he's like, (laughs) Mom. Something like that. Mom. Uh, finally, a video game that encourages us to be lazy. Do you remember a few years back when everyone lost their minds for Pokemon Go for like a hot week? Well, the game is finally getting a sequel. And let's just say it's not what you would expect. It's called Pokemon Sleep. And to play it, you just go to sleep. That sounds like the kind of game I'd get into. I think I might get on board with this one. It looks like the game measures how long you sleep for and how deep you sleep. And based on those results, you'll wake up in the morning with Pokemon characters as rewards. The company behind it says in 2016, Pokemon Go turned the simple act of walking into entertainment. Well, we're about to do that again, but this time for sleeping. I guess it is a noble goal to... Try to convince people to sleep more, right? That's one thing Jacob really loves about his Fitbit is it tells him 
how many hours sleep he got and how much time he was restless and how many times he woke up. And I get award like rewards for getting a certain amount of sleep because I sleep with a CPAP. Yeah. Do you get little stickers? Yeah. So like it monitors, (laughs) you know, how much sleep I get Mm -hmm. because it's supposed to encourage you to sleep more and sleep better, Mm -hmm. breathe better. Right. And not everyone takes to sleeping with a CPAP because they can be uncomfortable for some people and. For some, they find it awkward and just compliance is a challenge with patients who suffer from sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. A lot of sleep doctors will tell you. So, yeah, that's one of the ways that they, <laughs> I guess, try to encourage you. Pokemon Sleep is set to come out next year. I'm a dad. Uh, my son just turned 14, which he's going to summer school. He's going to summer school because he got a 1.8 in the, in the eighth grade. It's like, but here's the sad part. I threw him a party. Because when I graduated the eighth grade, I, it was a 1.7. I was like, dang, you are smart. Right when he became a teenager, it's like we stopped hanging out. Like we don't hang out like we used to. It kind of sucks. It sucks. Because when he was like 12, we used to hang out all the time. We used to go to the mall together. Go to Foot Locker, buy matching Jordans, walk out like a puffy video, like, ah! And on and on. Now we go to the mall and my son just pulls up and he's like, Dad, can you pick me up in three hours? And I just look at my son and I go, I don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> what do you want me to do? You want me to drive around? Like, what am I, Uber? Why? All right, 735, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. There is such a thing as, you know, having too much money. They say, that guy's got more money than cents. Mm-hmm. Someone in Bakersfield, California, apparently bought a replica of the Oscar Mayer Mobile several years ago. And who wouldn't want one of those? Look, I get why I mean, it's fun. It's iconic. Sure, it's fun. It's a conversation piece. You know, it, it's a part of a lot of adults' past. They, they've they seen that thing driving all over the country. It's, mm-hmm. p- it's part of our Americana, really. Right. But that's not the amazing part. Because, you know, if you get enough money, you can, you can buy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But apparently it... Turns out that having that as a regular car is not all that amazing. The Wienermobile as a daily driver was a novelty for a hot minute and enjoyable for about a week, but now I suffer. The Wienermobile now has more than 110,000 miles on it, runs wonderfully, but the person is selling it for $7,000. I worked with the Wienermobile one time before. like They came to an appearance that I had at Kroger. And I was asking them about driving it, and she said that it's challenging to drive in the wind because it oh, is very top-heavy. I'm sure. And that it does tend to sway some. So I can imagine, if it's not an everyday car, right? maybe, you know, like a fun car. Right. I know. It might be fun, but... What if Skyline bought it and just covered it with cheese? Yeah, that'd be Ooh. fun. Like, and they could take know. it to, like, Taste of Cincinnati. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of, <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. I was... 
when, when the Teslas first came out, I remember thinking it was the coolest car I'd ever seen because it has that sort of like iPad kind of screen in the in the center console, uh-huh. and all you have to do is touch it. And I just thought it looked really sleek. And Consumer Reports came out with this story on it saying it was one of the best cars they had ever tested in terms of performance, and it was revolutionary for a number of reasons. You know, not the least of which is the uh, the amount of gas money you would save just from owning something like that. Um, but for me, it was the range. Like, okay, I would enjoy that until I wanted to take a road trip mm-hmm. and realize I can't go more than you know a few hundred miles or whatever it is before I have to stop and recharge. And at that time, in the beginning, you know, the the range was shorter. I think. When they first came out, it was like around 250, maybe 300 miles. Or you got to take a special route so you can find yeah. the adequate charging, charging stations. stations. Right. And then it would it would take quite a bit of time for it to charge. And so I was talking to somebody who owned one, and he was like, well, I just use it to drive around town here. Mm-hmm. But with the amount of potholes we have around here... <laughs> <laughs> And just the road conditions, like just, I, I don't know that I would want to run it around here. Like I, when I look at a car like that, I'm thinking road trip, like atmosphere, experience, long mm-hmm. distances, spending a lot of time in it, not just run into the grocery store, you know? Right. Don't you think too, though, like how many people do you really know that have a fun car? Like you have your everyday car and then you have your fun car. My everyday car is a fun car. Yeah, yeah. it looks like a it fun is. car. It does. But I mean, everybody that I know that has a fun car never drives it. Even when, it's supposed, even when it's like a fun day. I want a yeah. fun car. My dream is to someday have a fun car. I want some sort of zippy little convertible that I can just yeah, mm-hmm. play in. You're going to have the golf cart at the farm. I know, right? What was the car you were pictured? <laughs> I saw you sitting in a Mazda convertible, I think, for two. Yeah, so I guess it's like, it's not a Miata because I think all Mazdas, and you have to tell me, Tim, because you know I'm not a car person, but I think they're all called like M3s or MX5s or M something. But it was like the sporty little Mazda Miata, like the new version the new of version. it. And that was so cute and fun. And I got in and it's really low to the ground and I kind of felt like I was in like, like a little roadster. You kind of feel like you're being hugged by this little car. And the that top was off and it was a gorgeous Memorial Day day. I was mm. like, this is perfect. But and then I, and the guy was like, you should, you know, we should talk the numbers. And I'm like, I have a two year old. Like, <laughs> where is she going to go in here? Funny. Not even close. So what's crazy about the new car that I got? It's sporty. It's four door. It's yeah. fast. Those are the reasons I bought it. But it came with a hatchback, right? So I'm like, I've never had a hatchback before. By the way, I have a Kia Stinger and that is the freaking coolest thing in the world. The hatchback? The hatchback. That was wow. the first thing he showed me in the parking lot. The when more got joy out of the hatchback than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Like, I went to the store the other day. I had to buy a toilet because we flipped this house in, in Oakley. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know how I'm going to get that toilet in there. I should have thought of that before I got here. Pop the hatchback. Hatchback went right in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, so excited funny. about a hatchback. It's always fun, too. And I always liked when you would open the hatchback because I used to have one. And it was like, shoo. And then you close it. Just push the button. Just a little spring noise sounds fun. I'm usually pretty boring when I rent cars. If I go on a trip or if I'm at a radio conference or something, if I do get a vehicle, it's usually just a basic generic sedan. But uh, Kristen came out with me to L.A. and we were at the Hertz rental place. And I think I just had some standard Camry or something. And she spotted this convertible because it's Southern California. Sure. And uh, she said, 
Oh, if you think, well, what about that car over there? And you could just do like in this day and age, you could just walk lot. over and you could just get in that car. And as you're checking out, they just adjust your reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, there just happened to be a guy out there that was really helpful. And he said, you know, that's actually less expensive than you think. And sure enough, it was. It was just a little Buick Cascada. Uh-huh. Which I had never seen before. They're sharp looking. Oh, it was the neatest little thing. It was small, but like big enough that our luggage could fit in there. Handled great. We had a ton of fun. And I had people come, like in Southern California, I had people saying, What kind of car is that? It's a Buick. It's a Buick. <laughs> right. Can you believe it? I know. That's funny. And then when I came back, now I see them everywhere. Yeah. Here. Of course you do. That you always that's how it like works. That. Yeah. Yeah, even the valet guy was like, oh, they don't make a lot of these. <laughs> but we were surprised at what a great car was and how well it handled. And uh, yeah, you don't have to spend a lot of money on a fun car. Let's see. What else do we have here this morning besides the Wienermobile? Right now, tons of people online are freaking out because they're discovering they all have that one identical wrist freckle. Have you ever taken a look outside of your wrist? Do you see one lone freckle? I have one right beside my... Here's mine right by my watch. I do have one. Here's I mine right by my little tattoo right there. Yeah. See, and that was good that you didn't cover it up. I was in the sun over the weekend canoeing, and I have Irish blood, and so now I have about 40. Freckles all over the place. <laughs> They're everywhere. Yeah, I hear you, brother. I was that kid that had freckles all across her nose and her veins. Freckles. Yeah, this this I this wrist freckle thing started with a tweet last week when someone named Aaron Whiteley asked, "Ladies, you got a freckle on the middle of your wrist or is this a myth?" And lots of people started responding that yes, they do have that one lone freckle. So, how is that possible? It's probably the freckles get darker when they get a lot of sun, a la Tim and his canoe trip, since your wrists get more sun than other parts of the body, if you've got a freckle there, it shows up. But still, it is kind of a strange phenomenon to see how many other strangers have a freckle in the same exact spot as you do. Meanwhile, earlier this month, a woman named Jessica Olette from South Portland, Maine, tweeted out a picture of her husband's tattoo. He's a 42-year-old guy named Michael Ouellette, and he has a full back tattoo of Jar Jar Binks. Which is the most annoying Star Wars character of all. Your least favorite. Uh, He's most people's least favorite. And if you're going to make fun of Star Wars, he is the perfect target. Now, this guy also has a lot of other Star Wars tattoos, but none of them are as big as the Jar 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 one (laughs) or feature a character everyone dislikes. Right. The picture is going viral now. So Michael recently did an interview to clear up the most pressing question that people have been asking. And uh, he said, for the record, I do not live with my parents. (laughs) So let me just get that out of the way right now. Uh, I am married. I have had sex multiple times. <laughs> I have friends. I do uh, have a job. I do go outside. And I know that Star Wars is not real. So. Oh, well, now. Thank you. We for could argue that, couldn't we? That 
<laughs> I heard it's like the Star Wars weekend this weekend, Jen, down at the Great American Ballpark. That's so awesome. I love that they do that. Yeah, you should go down and get yourself a little to- Star Wars figurine. <laughs> and the Reds are rolling right along, man. They're doing great. Love to see that, right? Yeah, I knew they. I knew they would get it together. Mm. They're trying. There's a 42-year-old woman named Natasha Bagley from Hialeah, Florida, and she, I guess, walked into a Burger King back on April 2nd and demanded, demanded free fries for her and her girlfriend. Under For what reason? Was it her birthday? Did she just, why was she feeling entitled? I'm not sure why she felt like she was entitled to free French fries. And the staff wasn't either, so they said, uh, no. <laughs> and she was like, "Excuse me, bitch!" Oh, jeez. <laughs> now at that point, she's my favorite. <laughs> Natasha announced that she was going to rob the place because they wouldn't give her the fries. So and she's going to show them. Yes. Eventually, she jumped over the counter and started brawling with one of the employees. She was finally arrested on Monday after several charges. And meanwhile, this guy, what were you going to say? Nothing. I was just laughing at him. Excuse me, bitch. That <laughs> this, just never gets old. No. <laughs> Excuse it, me, bitch. It kind of makes me want to hear the whole rant because <laughs> the story itself is just so funny. She wanted to get her free, what is it, buy one, get one free McRib or something or buy, get a second one for a dollar. And then the woman behind the counter looked at her up and down and said, you don't need a second. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Excuse me, bitch. I throw punch that bitch. I knock her ass down. So if you come to the Dorset McDonald's and you see a lady named Charlene in there, tell a Carla sent you. And then you throw punch her or punch her in the cooter. I don't give a damn. No, let's not do that. That's not. This is against my civil rights. Well, now I don't. You McDonald's. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> On Dorset, not all the other ones. I like all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite line of the whole thing. Just really? the Dorset. Just, just the Dorset one. I, I like the other ones. <laughs> oh, that lady. I need to be friends with her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty I good. Mean, but you can't just throat punch people. No, Come on. no you can't. That. This let's is not recommended. Encourage violence. No. And if you work in a fast food uh, and somebody wants and somebody is going to eat something you don't think they need, just shut up and give them the food. Hmm. <laughs> or you could get throat punched. No. We, we already right? know the answer. We know that already. <laughs> we don't need someone to tell us. Uh, yeah, we're aware. <laughs> Now, this guy is going to jail because of a very mistimed Hansel and Gretel impression. A 59-year-old guy. His name is Brian Elium. He broke into a hair salon in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania around 3.30 in the morning on Tuesday. He stole some Newport cigarettes and the entire cash register and took off. By the time the cops got there, he was gone. But they noticed some coins on the ground on the side of the building, and then they realized, oh, wait a minute, the burglar must have dropped these as he ran off. So the cops just kept following the trail of money until it took him to an abandoned building where they found Brian inside. 
He was alive with pleasure. <laughs> like the new parts. <laughs> so he has been arrested for burglary. And finally, a recent study at Berkeley has found that too much fighting can potentially lead to heart issues. We're talking about relationships and relationship arguments. So too much fighting in a relationship can potentially lead to heart issues. However, shutting down emotionally isn't good either because that builds tension and causes issues like stiff muscles or a bad back. So relationship experts have come out with three tips that will hopefully help you be more mindful and productive with your fights, which is good for your relationship and your health if you do it right. Number one, being open to being wrong. Well, that's no fun. The bad fights are when both people refuse to budge in any way. So try to remember, you could be wrong. Or you both could be right. Yep. I was going to say the same thing. But you got to be comfortable with admitting it. Agree to disagree. (laughs) Or agree that you're both right. Yeah. Really listen. Instead of poking holes in their logic, Try to focus on what they're saying and try not to assume that you know what they're thinking. You don't have to agree with them. There are two types of listening. Remember this always. Two types of listening. There's listening to understand and there's listening to respond. You want to listen to understand. I get so frustrated having conversations with people who are obviously not hearing what I'm saying at all. All they're thinking about what I'm when I'm talking is what they're going to say next. Jen, you're a Zen today. Jen yes. Zen that I posted earlier. Yeah. We don't hear what someone said. We imagine what they meant. That's so true. Namaste. How about that? Oh. I love that the, Tim had to, I love that Tim had to tell Jen what Jen posted on <laughs> Jen Zen. <laughs> I give them to him in stacks. <laughs> I never know Just which one he's gonna he's gonna run today's. with. She has a lot of wisdom to share. <laughs> Worked out. It. Uh, but just try to understand where they're coming from and, and try to stay calm. Yeah, calm down, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. Calm down. Uh. That's how you immediately get me to stop <laughs> listening to what you are trying to tell me is to say, calm down, crazy. Conversation over. Uh, number three, consider what's behind your emotions. And you know what? Just give each other a break sometimes. So much of what we do is distracted by our own brain chemistry. And when we're triggered emotionally, our brains tend to get flooded with cortisol, which makes us even more likely to lash out. So the experts say try not to provoke each other. Why would you want to provoke? Why would you want to provoke like the one person in your life? That you supposedly love and want to be with. Well, they're usually the one that gets the brunt of it. And remember, fights aren't always about one thing. Past experiences and previous behavior is also likely factoring in. So try to take that into consideration. It definitely is. I mean, have you ever gotten into an argument with somebody over something really, really stupid, but within seconds you're fighting about something that happened a month ago? Yeah. Because then that gets brought into it because it never got resolved. And that's because you agreed to disagree on it six months ago. So funny. You always do this. <laughs> it was funny. I was having an afternoon yesterday. I was just sitting at home and I was by myself and I was just feeling irritated. And it was like every little thing was bugging me. I was thinking about 
something this person said, and I was annoyed by that. And then I was thinking about this other situation, and I was mad about that. And then I was thinking about this, and, and I'm, I'm like, what am I really mad about? So I started taking all of these little individual things that were frustrating me, and I'm like, you know what? This thing I was just sitting here thinking I was mad about. Now, I'm not really mad at that person. No, I'm not really mad at this situation, and I'm not really mad at this either. It has nothing to. It had nothing to do with what I thought it had to do with. It was just. It was a fear I was having that was all in common with all of these other situations. But I could, if I wouldn't have been aware of that, then I could have ended up in about four different fights yesterday. Oh yeah, for sure, easily. Were you just mad at yourself? Um, no, not even really mad at myself. It was. I, there's something it's fe- uh, that I'm afraid of. Mm. That all of these different things boiled down to everything in my life. My anger, my fear, my frustration always boils down to something to do with money. Mm. It's always something to do with money. Right. Everything. Hmm. It seems. Wow. I know. That's kind of wild. Right. It's true. So, I mean, that boy, how did you connect those dots? How did I connect? Well, I was mad at this person because I didn't feel that they were paying enough for something. I was mad at another Mm. person because I was paying too much for that. I was mad at this other situation because something was more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And it just all of it, every single bit of it was money related. And I'm like, if I don't straighten out my relationship with money, then I'm going to keep having all of these tiny little issues yeah. here and there because that's what it always boils down to, it seems. If you're listening right now and want to send Jen anything about Dave Ramsey, she's heard it. She I know. And right. that's, he's not my guy. <laughs> he's not he's your guy? Not my, he's not for me. Susie Ormond's not your girl either. Susie Ormond is not my girl either. I, every it financial is, expert no. I've been like, hey, Jenna, you should listen to this person. She's really nope. making some sense. And nope. Nope. Not Even John Matarese, as much as I love him. <laughs> he sits and stares at me every morning at this coffee mug. More money, less problems. And I, I love you, John. No. Mm. <laughs> who is your person? <laughs> That's a good yeah, question. Yeah, who is your money person? <laughs> that is a good question. If none of these money people are working. If none of these people can figure out just how to get me more of it. <laughs> And they're not my person. <laughs> you know how you get more Just of give it. Give me more of it. Stop spending. No, see that doesn't that doesn't work. That doesn't work because here's the thing. Because here's the thing. Because here's my thing around money. Oh God, we're gonna we're gonna talk about money. Here we go. All right. So here's my thing. It's like have money, spend all of it, get as many of the things that I want that I possibly can. Right. So live with little money, but lots of things I love. Yeah. Right. Or live within a restrictive environment called a budget. Ew. Where, right, I'm getting some of the things that I want, but there's a lot of things out there that I want that I can't have. Nope. Now, that, that is fascinating. That is the most fascinating thing that comes out of your mouth, in my opinion. That doesn't sound like very much fun it's not to me right Mm-mm. it sounds like suffering to me is what it sounds what? like <laughs> so i have to ask well i have to ask where did this belief system come from right why do you why feel do like I, you're and your I definition of suffering <laughs> right well and see you know what it is i figured it out i think i believe when i was growing up all right 
I'm an only child. My parents aren't wealthy by any means, but they did. We were solid middle class, only child. I didn't really want for anything. I was not spoiled rotten, but I didn't want for anything. And my best friend had nothing. I mean, she, there was always struggles there for her family. And I would see her sad a lot because there were all of these things that she wanted that she couldn't have. So I think growing up and witnessing that in somebody that I really cared about and loved made me have this belief that if if you don't get every if you can't have everything you want or don't have everything that you want that is suffering that is suffering that makes sense mm. so you know that's something that i have to be more aware of and really think about and question each one of these things that i think that i want that i can't have and am i really suffering if i don't have it and can i live without it and still be okay and does of course does stuff really matter no stuff doesn't really matter but Stuff is fun. By the way, the audience might be interested to learn that the person who suffered and had nothing today has a lot. Oh, she's doing it. And you know what's funny about that? She is married to an extremely successful lawyer and they've got a hundred times the money that I got now. And I mean, they're just loaded, right? She could have anything that she wants in the whole wide world. And I am so happy for her that she is. Living in a situation where money's not an issue for her anymore and she doesn't ever have to worry about it. What? Um, and she's funny. She won't spend it. Is, that's the funniest part of the so story to me. hard for her. The girl it's who like, grew up with nothing right, and was sad all the time because right, she didn't have all these things. Cannot bring herself to spend money on things. She's got all the money in the world now. And, well, that's yeah. because yeah. like my... Ingrained in her. I wouldn't say like my mom has all the money in the world, but she grew up very poor and it's challenging for her, I think, to spend money because I think she's afraid to become poor again. Sure. There's that fear so, there. And I understand that. Yes. And, I'm, mm-hmm. and maybe that's like what your friend is dealing with too. Like, well, what if this money goes away, then... Yeah, and she's I don't at a know point how to where deal with boy, that. It, yeah. would, it would take some, right. some I really, understand, but you know, but so. I understand your friend, and I understand your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny too because she'll be like, "I just can't." I said, "You know," I'm like, "Come here, I'll spend your money. <laughs> like, I'll take you shopping. I'll get you to pick out the thing." Because she won't even buy things that she really, really wants. Just because she thinks they're though. too expensive, but she wants them and she can't afford them. You know, so it's like. That's crazy. Get yourself, you know. Understandable. The help emails are already coming in. Is that, I know. Isn't money crazy, though? I'm I was talking to, to my friends yesterday. I'm like, just mo- just money in general. I, everybody's got some issue surrounding money, whether it be big or small. Even if you're doing the whole what's-his-face program. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.